Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Ralph Lawler. Welcome to the Law of the Jam podcast. What's up, everyone? It's the Lob the Jam podcast. I'm Chiffon coming to you with Cole. What's up, Cole? At Cole Hoops. How you doing, Cole? I mean, the last time me, you, and Jag were, were on the pod. <laughs> was that we, right? Yeah, something uh something bad happened. Clippers Clippers got their, their butts the kicked. So we might have to might have to switch this little trio up. <laughs> but other than that, I'm doing good. Good to be Sad. on as always. It's- Disband this alliance, unfortunately. This is right. this is undisbandable. Shake up, shake up the the starting lineup. Some, some might say. We're also here with Mike Jaglin, the Jaguar. Wow, yeah, cool. Uh, maybe we do have to shake things up like this Clipper team does, right? Oh man, uh, the Los Angeles Clippers lost one twenty four to one fifteen to the lowly sad sack. I don't want to say pathetic, but a pretty, pretty bad uh, Kings team that, you know, has capable players who look much more capable against the Clippers slow, big lumbering lineup that they started today. Of course, worth mentioning that there was no Paul George. Um, there was no Nico Batum. Uh, Marcus Morris did come back to the lineup today. Serge Ibaka started for Paul George. It was Morris, Ibaka, Bledsoe, Jackson, and Zubat in a lineup that just seemed like a mess from the very onset and moved as slowly as it sounded like it would. And they lost from the get from the jump, essentially went down 20, never quite recovered. The Kings pretty much had great numbers across the board. They put 124 points up. Um, I don't really have too much to say. (laughs) Uh, I I thought that, you know, Cole, I thought that this lineup was a huge mistake. I've always hated this double big lineup, unless you happen to be going against a lumbering opposition uh, that has like also uh, low foot speed. But then as soon as I knew who the Kings were running out there, I was like, oh boy, we're going to get run out the gym maybe uh, with how slow the the foot speed is between this crew out here. Um, And the Kings just got nothing but good shots from the jump. I don't think they even shot very well in that first quarter, something like 38%. But it just felt like they were getting whatever they wanted. They're kind of a younger team with a lot of speed to them. And it just felt like a bad line. It felt like a bad matchup for this sort of lineup. How did you feel seeing that lineup out there? Did you have much hope in this game at all, Cole? Uh, I did have hope because it's <laughs> yeah. it, it's the Kings. I mean, right? That's true. They you, tried you, to give the King the game away at the end. Yeah, you'd expect for them. I mean, before the game starts, obviously, with you get the news that PG is out, um, you start to think, okay, it might 
might be a bit of a battle tonight. But yeah, it's it's the Kings, so I ex- expected them to at least be competitive with them. I didn't expect a blowout, but um, yeah, Tyloo was uh, channeling his his inner Frank Vogel with the the double big lineup like it's two thousand fourteen. Um, <laughs> I mean, if that if that was his way of of trying to to shake up the the starting lineup a bit, I, I mean, I get PG was out, but maybe he wanted to try something new. Fine, that's not what I would have done, or probably most other people would have done. But uh, I'm not like too mad at it. I hope he he saw the results of it and doesn't try to utilize it too much more. Um, but yeah, never. I hope he never utilizes it again. Yeah, I joked with 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 Justin, LA, LA Clippers film before the game. Like, yeah, this is like that Ibaka Mark Gasol duo, just not nearly as good. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, not, not really not too much to take away from this game other than the Clippers uh, got outcompeted. They fell behind early once again, uh, a, a theme with this team. And when you have older veteran guys like that that are already lacking uh, without Kawhi and Paul George, obviously, uh, playing from behind is less than ideal. So uh, once they got down, kind of knew what time it was, what the, what the result would be. Um, but it was cool to see the the younger guys get some run at the end and play with some energy and, and show what they got. But yeah, other than that, not too much to to take away. The Clippers are struggling right now. Um, I don't think it's the end of the world or anything. But uh, it would be nice for them to to get healthier one and then uh, get back on track. Yeah, I mean this Clipper team, particularly with Paul George and without Nico Batum, I think they were already a little bit mediocre uh, without Nico. That like that's how important he is to this team. And then without Paul George and Nico Batum, they're they're not very good. I wasn't anticipating a win for this game. Uh, I don't think that they did themselves any favors with those the lineups that were trotted out there. But you know, I, I kind of didn't expect a win, even though the Kings aren't very good. They still have NBA players out there, um, and they came off a really bad loss yesterday. So I was expecting them to be kind of spirited, and they were today. Jag, how did you feel about this game? Um, much to take away from it, really. I mean, we're definitely uh, in a drought right now. Uh, we're a very inconsistent team, but the positive, the positive I will take out of this is meaningful Brandon Boston minutes. And, you know, he played, I believe, uh, 24 minutes at 13 points. He actually had uh, a couple block shots out there. Um made he actually had an assist too but just seeing boston being able to play meaningful minutes especially in that second quarter when we were able to get that lead down to 10 going into the half he was an integral part of that and um you know ty kind of went away from him as they made that crazy kind of last ditch effort at the end of the fourth quarter uh but brandon boston they have to find a way to, to play him. I know he's a liability on defense, but he's too special and too gifted of an offensive player to, to just kind of like lag along like you are with, with Keon Johnson. Yeah, let's let's take a quick break and then spend a little bit of time on Brandon Boston because I think that's what the people want. <laughs> let's take a quick break. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and All right, and we're back. So, Jag, you know, I think a lot of people will take from this game. You know, Luke Kennard on the surface had a nice game, but I think a lot about a lot of that was kind of late in a in kind of garbagey time. Um, Keon Johnson was also promising. He had some nice minutes out there. Great Justice defense. Win- Great Justice defense. Winslow probably had his best stretch as a Clipper, which isn't saying much, but uh, had some nice passes. I still have no change feelings about him. Brandon Boston Jr. played pretty well today. Five for 10 from the field, 13. Uh, like you mentioned, a couple of blocks of steel. Uh, was kind of holding his own a little bit just on his length earlier on in defense, which is which is nice, but you know had some blown coverages, including I think one, there was one um out of bounds play that was a blown coverage from Boston that was kind of crucial he he's to do that sometimes but his offensive repertoire is undeniable out there um and for a team that feels like they're very stuck in the mud we can kind of go around to both of you guys Cole we can we can start with you and then get the jag I've always had this idea that Brandon Boston was uh play when Paul George is hurt play when when we have multiple wings out, then maybe he'll have a nice game in one of those injury days. This was one of those days where I thought that Brandon Boston could have a nice little game. Um, he played pretty well. I would have played him down the stretch too. Is he anything more than that on this on this Clipper team who just can't find any offense anywhere? Do you see him as anything more than that, Cole? It's, this team is very injured right now. Do you see him even on a healthier team having maybe more utility than we would have even thought of maybe um I, i'm not sure if it would be to this extent 24 minutes every right. night um but i think that there's you know he should he should get an opportunity every game um especially with the amount of injuries that guys are dealing with even um if, if everyone besides Kawhi is back i think he should get a look at the very least um if he's not producing he's not producing he has some rookie moments out there. Uh, I guess you kind of live with it to a certain extent, or you can pull the plug and have him learn the hard way. But I think he should definitely be out there to to, to have a chance. Uh, whether that two or three minutes stint turns into uh, a few a few good possessions that, that turn into fifteen to twenty minutes, or if it's a stinker, it's a stinker. But uh, especially with this team and how bad they're struggling on offense, um, I mean, I don't I don't think that they would rely on him to be a creator or put a whole bunch of responsibility on him, but simply him just being out there playing his game um, as long as he is, you know, a positive, uh, uh, neutral, net neutral on the, on the defensive end. And, you know, he's staying within himself on offense. I, I think he absolutely deserves a shot. Um, and it won't always be like this. He won't always play this well. We've seen it in, in, in some recent games that he's not always going to have this type of opportunity. We, they were playing the Kings. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm at with things. I'm excited to, to see him grow, I, I was excited with, I mean, as the rest of us were excited with what he produced uh, tonight. And we'll see if this can, you know, land him a, a few more minutes here and there on the court. Jay, your take on Boston. My take is we have to find, find minutes for him. Uh, that, that, and that's the bottom line. Um, this team's offense is stagnant to say the least. Um, sure, Boston's only 20, just turned 20. 
um, has his flaws. Sometimes he plays ahead of himself, and you saw that a couple times during this game. But I think going to the G League has really helped kind of, uh, you know, bring them together. Um, you saw him play within the game tonight. Um, it, and, and I think that was something that, you know, we really didn't see much, much of. It wasn't just him straight up chucking. Um, he was active on the defensive end. He was he had a beautiful, beautiful uh, scoop layup and transition. Um, and the other thing I want to point out about Boston too, you know, you have man, you have Kennard with Boston, you've got another guy, you've got a guy that can create his own shot. We don't have many of those guys on this team right now. And I think that's another reason why he, he really needs to see some time. I agree with Cole, you know, he's not going to get these minutes, you know, every night, uh, there's going to be some lulls. But to not go to the well and see what you have, knowing that you have someone that's fearless out there that's going to put the ball up, uh, you know, is only a mistake. Because this team right now is very, very flawed. And I think only Brandon Boston Jr. can help now, but he can help down the line. Honestly, it's a good point that we're fearless. Um, One thing that I feel like I see with... With our guys, Terrence and Luke Kennard. Um, Luke Kennard, who had a nice start to the season, has been playing better on defense. And Terrence, who I think everybody's been a little bit down on, um, maybe from a little bit higher expectations. Um, they're fearful. <laughs> like Luke Kennard isn't going to be pulling a quick trigger very often, including late in the game today when the Clippers were down, I want to say nine, could have cut it to maybe six or something like that. Uh, Kennard didn't shoot a three. He pump faked and then dribble dribbled and and then passed it aside. Frustrated me. The one time I kind of got hyped on the game thinking maybe we could put a, a run in this, uh, but he didn't do that. Terrence has been very, feels like timid a lot of the year um, and his half court, you know, arsenal uh isn't quite where we maybe have wanted it to be. His half-court aggression isn't quite where we wanted it to be. Both of them are kind of, uh, you know, Terrence is a secondary playmaking guy, and Kennard essentially is as good as he can go off of the whole offense. I think Kennard and Mann are both better system players, but there is something to be said when the ball is sitting. I, I think I think it was maybe Brian Cullen from Clipset who talked about the ball being like a hot potato and nobody moving around. And that sort of offense, you don't need guys uh, who are good in space like Terrence is or good running off the ball like Kennard is. You Sometimes you need a bucket. And I still don't think Boston is totally ready for, for minutes on this team when we're totally healthy because the Clippers will be better. And then guys like Terrence and Kennard will have much more utility. But he's not just a guy that can probably be utilized just when everybody's hurt. You got a couple of injuries. I think Brandon Boston's a rotation guy. And if he shows out then, I don't think it's wild to think that maybe he could sneak into the rotation sooner than we have all thought. I didn't think he would be a rotation piece this season, but uh, he's looking good out there. He had 46 in the G league. I I don't care. Like it's the G league getting 46 points in, in, uh, in that setting is still very impressive. He's had 13 points and 10 points once in the game before. His offensive arsenal is there. He's going to make mistakes on defense. And hopefully if he gets a little bit more discipline, his length can make up for a lot of those mistakes. He needs to put on some weight. We know that. 
But I'm excited about Brandon Boston. We were already kind of talked about our excitement for him last podcast we did um, with Justin, of course, who's a big part of the agenda, hashtag the agenda. But um, I definitely was watching him a little bit today thinking, I wonder if he has a crack in this actual rotation now with just how putrid the offense has looked. And that's well, he does, right? This guy I is, mean, right. He, he, would, he would think he does just because the offense has been, you know, such, such a mess. Um, I mean, it, we rely so heavily on PG and I mean, tonight we didn't even have PG and, and then Reggie to go off. Um, it just drops off. I mean, we, we, we've talked about it guys all, all year long, that second cog and this team doesn't have that second cog. So when you don't have the, that tr- true second cog, you have to find ways where players that are able to fill in and step up and Boston, you know, is he going to be a second cog? No, not now, not, not probably for not, you know, five years, if ever. Uh, but uh, he's a guy that can put the ball in the hoop. And again, like I said, is fearless and we need that right now. Yeah. I think, I think it's fair that when Boston does get a little bit of these auditions, when this team is inevitably injured, to pay pretty close attention because uh, he has shown a lot out there. And offensively, um, he is an interesting guy uh, for a team that needs its share of some shot makers and some play creators. So I, I think that the idea, which would have been far-fetched even just a week ago, you know, with how bad this offense has looked, yeah, uh, I don't think it's that crazy of a thing. Uh, let's, let's take another quick break and maybe talk about some more immediate things that the Clippers rotation can do after this. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, we're back. So, so Cole, we kind of talked about Brandon Boston being a, this nice kind of wild card type of player who, who maybe can find his way into the rotation if he continues to impress. I, I think that that's a reasonable idea for him. Now the, the immediate rotation, Marcus Morris, one for nine today, uh, four and four, just was not able to get any shots to go in. You know, I thought that he got his share of mid-range looks that sometimes Marcus can make, but aren't the most efficient looks. That's fine today. Uh, considering the lineup we had out there, I was fine with him getting those shots. Unfortunately, he couldn't hit any of them except for one of them. Eric Bledsoe continues to start. Reggie Jackson was trying his best out there. He had six assists, five for 15 from the field. I, I thought it was a valiant enough effort, and Zoo was doing a lot of cleanup. And uh, being big out there, the Clippers did finally out-rebound a team, 49 to 38, and uh, they ended up getting um, – 12 more field goals, uh, shots at the rim, 35 assists. Some some numbers there were nice, and they didn't turn over the ball that much today. Um, but, of course, they kind of paid with it with their foot speed. How, how – uh, so a few things with the immediate rotation. Eric Bledsoe, I think, needs to get benched, right? I mean, I don't know how many times we need to say this. I think Zoo and Eric 
together has there's so many metrics that show that they don't particularly work for a lot of kind of obvious reasons as well as you know uh some advanced metrics that show that that combination is kind of rough and i don't think it's on zoo uh you know i think zoo is too important to the defense to think about benching him obviously this bledsoe thing this big lineup thing uh which we've tinkered with a little bit are, are you close to kind of being done with both of those things uh has bledsoe bought any more leash for you uh, as far as some decent recent play. Um, these are, I think, immediate rotation questions. Uh, the small ball stuff versus big lineups uh, versus just one center, which I think is the way to go, versus Bledsoe and, and just his spot in the rotation. What are the more immediate rotation things that you're looking at here? Well, it's difficult, right? Because, I mean, we haven't had the Serge Ibaka that we signed up for. Um, he was decent last year before he got hurt, but he was probably playing the whole season hurt. Um, obviously, he hasn't been anywhere near that quality of player this year since he's come back. But he's an important he's an important piece to this team. So you're kind of in a weird situation where, okay, do you kind of give up on him while he's playing his way back into the lineup, back in the shape, back into the swing of things, and, and go with? Isaiah Hardenstein, who should absolutely be on the court um, a lot. He's, he's important. He brings energy. Um, he's good around the rim. Um, he's active. So that that's the first situation. Uh, because, I mean, when we did see Serge last year, we're, if we're banking on Kawhi coming back at all this season, he worked well with Kawhi. Yeah. Um, Zoo did as well. I'm not knocking that. Uh, but certainly you, Serge is best utilized uh, with a competent team out there with PG with you know with, with guys that are established and know how to play off of one another so he has a long way to go to get there but you know the Clippers they're 500 now and and you know you I don't know how long you, you wait um for him to to get warmed up and then and then the uh the other thing regarding Reggie Jackson is I don't I, I think Lucas may have brought this up tonight I think it was Lucas but like who who do you put in the starting lineup ahead of him? Yep. Yeah. I mean, man, in theory, sounds good. So does Luke. Um, it would be worth a shot, in my opinion, just to see it. But there's no guarantees uh, with, with the production that we've gotten from them this year that it would be much better. They might make uh, – or Luke specifically might space the court a little bit more. Um, but then there goes another ball handler out of the way. Terrence is largely going to give you – the same things that Bled does, just bigger. He'll play probably different positions on the court. He'll rebound a little better, uh, but he's not going to score. He's not going to shoot. So I don't know. The, the The alternatives aren't great. Yeah, I agree with that. And there's a big reason why I was kind of backing off on Bledsoe for a bit. But <laughs> I mean, we're kind of we're kind of screwed, guys. Not 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 the not the you know sugarcoat it, but um, with the Bledsoe situation, I mean. Lucas did bring up that point and Cole you're right like you you give man a shot does he deserve it he really he I wouldn't say he's regressed but he hasn't taken that step right. um Luke has shown that he's timid at times even though he he exploded late against Sacramento um who is that guy Right. You know. I mean, I think the big reason I've always been a proponent of Terrence is that defensively, you wouldn't be putting too much onus on Paul George to cover wings and at least and, and guards. And at least you can keep that going because 
if you put out Luke out there and then, you know, George has to cover somebody a bit more explosive, that's, that's a ridiculous proponent. I think it's totally fair to be like, well, are we going to be better? And I feel like I've mentioned on the pod that Terrence puts a lot of the same questions, you know, not as like Cole was mentioning, not a spacer particularly, um, not a great primary pick and roll type of guy as he's kind of shown uh, inability to do. Um, I think he's a, uh, a, good, a good guy in space to attack the rim off of the initial action. If we're doing like our, our typical paint and spray with Reggie or Paul George going in, some of Terrence's biggest highlights of his career have been in the corner, you know, catching a guy scrambling, going to the rim. Feels like he excels with his confidence there. It's really just a look. It's not a solution. It's, uh, it's the fact that we've had Bledsoe going so long and it's just another look. Maybe it'll be this more the same because I think he presents a lot of similar problems. And I think Kennard uh, in could jolt the offense, but then your your defense would take uh, would maybe uh, its scheme would be a little bit different, a little too much. And uh, that's probably a reason why I'm not big on going Luke uh, to start. But you know, it, it's it's just the fact that this Bledsoe look is not looking great, and this the theory that he could work with Surge is is the big thing we're and, beggar we're beggars here man <laughs> and I, I, I think really the 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 answer is simply everyone be healthy which is a lot to ask yes i'm, I'm <laughs> not i'm not considering Kawhi when i when i say that because he has a long-term injury but obviously i mean nico being out for the past 10 11 days whatever it is that's that makes a big difference he won't solve all their problems but just having someone who knows how to play basketball the right way high IQ guy who, who's going to make all the right plays that'll help. And then since the Clippers don't necessarily have that number two guy that we like for them to have uh, to run alongside PG, they still have guys that can be a number two once or twice every five or so games. Like we've gotten it from Reggie, but then there's nobody else to do it. Like if you have Reggie have a big night one night to help PG you have Marcus one night, you know, you just start piecing them together. Maybe Serge gets hot, which is a, that's, that's a big ask right now as he gets back into things. But, you know, Nico has those nights where he makes five or six threes, just having those different options of guys that can help Paul um, just rotate every other night or so. I think that would be big. And they just haven't all been healthy at the same time. Kind of reminds me of like the, the, the first year of PG and Kawhi when everyone was just hurt in and out of the lineup all year and they could never, you know, find their identity on the court and, and figure out roles and stuff. It's, it's kind of bringing back those, you know, your turn, my turn, I'm off tonight, you're off tonight, right, not by right. choice or by rest or anything, just do the injuries and it sucks. Right. It does suck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think you hit a big nail on the head there. I mean, I think this team just needs to get healthy. Um, it's kind of tough to see so many people hurt all the time when you have multiple guys hurt, especially especially Batoon, who's arguably the second best player on this team yeah if if we have one of our two best players hurt i just think that this team is mediocre um and their potential for being good you know there's a cap on that without Kawhi, but their potential of being good is with both those guys and we just haven't had both of them in the lineup enough this year or definitely recently and i think a lot of clipper fans looking for a silver lining should bank on that a little bit because i think the team is better um with uh, those two guys and hopefully we get them back soon. Ty's already said that Nico's not coming back on Friday. So uh, we're going to be out Nico one more game against uh, a Laker team without LeBron James. 
but still with Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis. So uh, that might be rough too, because uh, we could definitely use him against that team. And guessing Paul George will be back that game too. But you know, it's it's been a, it's been a rough stretch, and I think Clipper fans can can expect rough stretches without one of those two guys, and definitely without both those guys. But I definitely feel like there's some rotation adjustments that could be at least experimented here a little bit now with this big sample size, and and I hope that we maybe can see them a little bit and it'll be, it'll be nice if Marcus Morrison go one for nine. <laughs> <That's> for <sure. laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, there were some other, you know, stat lines out there. I don't know if you guys want to mention them. You mentioned Harnstein being, um, you know, a, a nice player for us. Cole, he had a nice stat line, 11, eight and four. I, I really like Harnstein's passing ability. I feel like he's not a traditional set picks type of big like zoo is, but really great. When he catches the ball in the low post or if he's rolling, he has really great eyes for passes. <laughs> he's just such a wild card sometimes with some of his defensive plays and and uh, blown coverages and fouling. But uh, I like what I see of, out of him from as a passer. You, you, He's another guy that would get better with a better team out there. Right. Uh, it was nice seeing him play well out there. Terrence Mann had, had some sort of empty stats out there. So I felt like same thing about Luke Kennard. I don't know, Cole, were those other stat lines that you saw out there? We mentioned Keon briefly, who I thought was promising, uh, led the team with a plus minus plus 14. Um, but anything else worth mentioning from this game, at least from those edges and that fourth quarter mop-up crew? Uh, I mean, nothing that you didn't say already. I thought Keon was was great with his activity. I thought Jay Scrub was as well. He just didn't get shots to go down, which happens, but... Um, when you get young guys playing, they're going to play hard. They want to prove that they deserve minutes. They don't know when's the next time they're going to be out there. So they're going to give it their all. And that's, that was good to see. It didn't look like anyone was being selfish. Uh, nobody was playing for themselves. They, they trimmed the lead. Um, I mean, Sacramento was probably cruising at that point, but still that's worth noting. Um, and then you, you kind of just see why the Clippers, uh, thought so highly of Keon in the draft, um, just with his pure athleticism, um, just yeah. flying up and down the court, being disruptive on defense. Good he's going to learn. He's going to have to learn how to channel it. I think he got a little bit excited, yeah. a little bit ahead of himself on like one of those fast breaks when he ran faster than he was. Yeah, he threw just that ball, ball up a little too high. There are three guys up there. I was like, no. Yeah. Keon, so, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'm I'm so. fine with it. He hasn't had much experience, um, but it was good to see them out there. Um, I'm, I don't anticipate or I don't I don't want to see them out there too much more because that means the Clippers are probably getting <laughs> getting dusted by somebody um but yeah that that's that's my takeaway from the end of the game I thought everyone was was good that played in that fourth quarter for the most part Jag any closing thoughts um this team just needs to figure out uh, some type of consistency I mean I I think they were six point favorites, six and a half point favorites going into this game tonight. Was that uh, merited though? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think I think it's because the Kings suck so bad, but but yeah, yeah and, and, and uh and you know, we cut it to 10 at half. Right. We, we had a chance in the fourth quarter. Right. There there was that, that key on play uh in the fourth where he almost stole it. I want to say it was from Fox. They tracked yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if yeah. he would have, so, and if he would have come, if he would have come up with that ball, then we would have cut that lead even more. Uh, but um, it was good to see him just fight. But overall, uh, what what they're three and seven in their last ten games. 
Uh, and uh, granted, the West is not really killing it, and a lot of teams are banged up. Um, they've got to get back on track before that that brutal stretch in January starts. Yep. And I think that'll do it for this episode of the Lab the Jam the Podcast. Tough loss, you guys, but we're really hurt out there. Let's get a little bit healthier. We got the Lakers coming up, of course. Uh, that should be a fun game, even with LeBron. Then we got we got the Kings again on Saturday. So revenge game uh, with some guys back. Let's hope so. Um, and I think that'll more or less do it. Of course, leave us a nice five-star review, whatever platform you listen to us on. Five stars, five stars really helps. And as always, go Clippers!